could eat a page for hours. Please. Kiss me. Breathe deep the gathering gloom. Watch scenes fade from every tube. Couch potato people look back and lament. Another day's useless energy spent. Those who drink beer get mighty pissed. You are listening to Cage's Kiss. Bear witness to the man's life and times. You can for wisdom and not for shitty rhymes. I am a prog rocker or Adrian. Oh. <laughs> My name is Linda, but this week you can call me the Cheddar Goblin. Nothing's better than cheddar. <laughs> but it's right there. How could I not? And I knew you were going to do that. I'm Donnie, but this week I was forged by Nicolas Cage from a video game, and I'm the jackhammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the abyssal layer you were carved. <laughs> <laughs> from the sludge which man spawned himself. The primordial goo. Wait, are you phoning Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde together again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. The only way to fly. (laughs) Uh. I'm doing a big no-no because I've been drinking. Well, you're doing a no-no. I wasn't even thinking about it. I just started eating some uh, meat treats. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Meat treats for human beings or meat treats for the pets? Meat treats for Linda's. Well, meat okay, treats are human beings. That's what I've always called them. Linda doesn't know what's not bacon. All I know <laughs> is the darker the whore, the brighter the flame. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my mom said <laughs> when she lit my birthday cake. <laughs> and our grandma used to always tell us when she gave us birthday kisses that hell is repetition. <laughs> First, she'll start by eating our eyes. <laughs> my mother once said of me, that lord ass couldn't find his nose in the mirror. And as the great Socrates said, our Socrates, I drank what? (laughs) (laughs) Now you're getting to my territory. Just dust in the wind, dude. So what are we talking about today? It will always be 1983, and that's also true for director Panos Cosmatos. Conveniently enough, with cocaine. Cocaine! (laughs) Never mix cocaine and acid or you get Mandy. Uh, Apparently you get Mandy. (laughs) So uh, we are are privileged this week uh, to to have landed on on a Cage movie that also happens to be Panos Cosmatos' second feature. This is uh, from January 9th, 2018. This is Mandy. I got acid on my cocaine. You got cocaine cocaine on my acid. (laughs) Oh, Take it off a piece of broken glass and then snorting an irresponsible amount of cocaine. <laughs> that was a day's worth of cocaine for him. That that was uh, that was like a Tim Allen level cocaine right there. Uh, so uh this this one cost the six million dollars yeah 
Uh, it earned the $1.4 million. Fuck you, audiences. Um, <sighs> and it actually had a domestic release, believe it or not. This is a very rare mm-hmm. thing for us to, ha- to see a Cage movie that actually went to a theater in, in the English-speaking world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. And it actually opened at number 12, which is also pretty high for Cage movies during this phase. Um, it opened behind uh, The Nun, uh, oh. Crazy Rich Asians... And Moses. And uh, it also ran in uh, the Netherlands, Portugal, and Australia. Uh, no Middle Eastern release this time. The fact that it fine. ran behind The Nun pisses me off because The Nun was a really shitty, like, diarrhea in your pants when you think you're going to fart movie. Well, that I seems seen to be, like, what a lot Don't of modern <laughs> horror is, though. It's like, yeah. let's take something. The horror <laughs> yeah. movies that go to the theaters nowadays seem like the movies that 10 years ago would have wound up on the Lionsgate 8 films to die for, except maybe not good enough for that. You know? No, it's like people watched oh. The Cabin in the Woods and took it seriously. So that's how badly the movies are now. We're like, I hey, see. guys, a bunch of people died in this house. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, maybe some more people will die in this house. <laughs> it's got a death curse. Uh, speaking of, something that actually got me through this movie, because I've been rewatching all of uh, Ash and the Evil Dead series. Nice. Is every time something unexpected happens or there's a shock moment, whether it's in Mandy or any movie I watch now, I just start quoting the music they use, or I just go do da do. It really enhances many things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of things that are great and wonderful, I want to I want to say uh, say a word about about uh, about our director Panos Cosmatos. Uh, the, m- one of the most important things about him is that he is the son of George P. Cosmatos. Yeah, Cosmatos and. And uh, Cosmodos, uh, you know, who did a little movie called Tombstone, uh, yes. something, yeah, Cassandra Crossing, movies. fucking Cobra, yeah. <laughs> Leviathan, uh, oh, uh, Unknown shit, Origin yeah. with Peter Weller, mm-hmm. and Rambo First Blood Part 2. Oh, fuck <laughs> me raw. I fucking love George P. Cosmatos, and I love his son. Like, this this talent yes. went directly to him, even though their movies are utterly un- unalike. Mission accomplished. Because <laughs> Panos only did one other movie. He did Beyond the Black Rainbow, which I saw years ago, mm-hmm. I think, on Hulu oh, or something. Oh, yeah. And that thing's fucking amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, these movies are not for everybody. Some of you are going to be like, what the fuck is this ponderous shit? Because they're what uh, Panos refers to as trance film. So there's long was shots. There's long thunder, scenes. Uh, that was the hand of God. There was actually like a very, for once, bright white flash. And well, I wasn't sure if it was by the tall remains. trees out there. Like maybe yeah. it's been a are few we weeks behind? since we watched Mandy, but the acid is still kicking. So I'm just <laughs> kind of living in the moment. But um, before you continue, it, it just reminds me when me and my sister were very little. And we embarrassed the hell out of our cousins on the pier in Long Beach, California. And this is the only started, time you ever did that. It was like kind of dark. It was drizzling. And me and Linda sang word for word from Rocky Horror, There's a Light. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, it was. I it do was that. Magic. I've done that on my security route because, like, I, at one point, I turned a corner and I'm going across this area in the county where it's just fields, and there's a tree line in the distance, and there's a building that I've never been able to identify, but it's all lit up way the hell out there. I'm like, why is there a skyscraper out here? But I'm out there driving. <laughs> there's a light in the Watch dark. Watch out for the slut eating tree. <laughs> <laughs> Those people sure do take their lives in their hands. <laughs> uh, but um uh panos actually has something that we actually all sort of share and that uh and that uh his his passion for filmmaking is based on being a little kid mm. at mom and pop video stores in the 80s yes and seeing um, the boxes of the movies and certain ones he wasn't allowed to rent <laughs> <laughs> Although Donnie and I were allowed, but no, that's yeah, the difference we between, really between yeah, no, you guys, you guys are watching your, you know, backdoor sluts nine or whatever, you know. Where, <laughs> where, 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 whereas I'm like, you know, I'm in there like getting my G-rated sixties movie, kind of like hold my breath past the horror section, look over, and be like, I don't know what mutant is, but it looks a spooky. And Creep Show looks a spoopy, and this Evil Dead Two thing looks a spoopy. They got the skeletons on them. I ain't watching those. Well, when I uh, first saw Mandy, I my first thought was like that was very reminiscent of Heavy Metal, the the movie. Yeah. And it's I guess I was right on the mark Headbang because he said um, he said quote it wasn't uh, I oh he was talking to, uh, when Panos Cosmatos was talking about Mandy he said uh, quote it was inspired by specifically all the stuff that I loved when I was a kid like Fangoria heavy metal magazine heavy metal music cover art for horror films that i wasn't allowed to watch as a kid Ah. so you know you'd look at these outlandish paintings on the cover and read the strange synopsis on the back and your imagination would explode with possibility and this film is an attempt to sort of create that no i i dig dig that no i dig this so hard because it's kind of like having watched this it's kind of like it's kind of like he listened to our, our face-offs and shit and made a movie out of it. Yes, yes. Because, <laughs> well, like, all, said... all the crazy shit that all those movies aren't is what this movie is. Yes, yeah. yeah. And he also said, quote, to me, a story is kind of like the least <clears throat> interesting part about a film. It's how the story is told, not what the story itself is. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of agreeing with a lot of the stuff we've said, too, that, like... You could have an amazing story, but if you if you if you tell it in a shitty way, then it, it doesn't matter how good well, your story is. Like, like stories, like when you boil it down, plots like those are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like you, you need you need it's something else to, to really well, you know, sort of, you know, but like like unless unless you're able to like 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 skillfully and you know introduce a wrinkle, you know, or get some really good yeah. characters onto it, it's not going to matter mm-hmm. what it is. Like for example, the story of this film, uh. Like like all, nearly beat story. for beat, <laughs> but no like 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 this this movie in a sense it's very much like like uh, side hackers aka five the hard way the Ross Hagen movie that that uh, that was covered uh, the biker movie that was covered on Mystery Science Theater three thousand season two because halfway halfway through that one the, the the lead character Rommel his girlfriend gets killed but by, by the by the evil biker J C and then they're then they're squaring off for the rest of the picture oh <laughs> yeah. Except there's nothing weird and fun in that one. It's like a terrible commercial for like a motorcycle sport that went away the next year. Well, one of my uh, film professors said once that, uh, and I didn't really think about this before, but that uh, the 
like there there's so many different tellings of the same story and if you think about it like um three amigos is really just seven samurai yeah a lot of things yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah the road warrior is you know mm-hmm and like it, it it all depends on how you tell the story and i feel like this is a great example of that um uh there's a there's a there's a really cool credit involved in this uh by the way uh, oh, apart apart from mr panos <laughs> well no you might you might agree with me actually because the other writer uh on this movie casper kelly created too many cooks which is yeah. one of the most wonderful things ever for adult swim and also wrote for squid billies in one episode of yes. uh of aqua teen <laughs> hunger force he actually wrote on the universal hey. remonster episode <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> he must have strange feet and thirst for blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So I Donnie, actually, I know you don't yeah. drink the trippy ones as much. I do when they make sense. <laughs> honestly, you the watch thing a movie I really that makes like sense. That the thing I really like about this, and I really lament our loss, is the uh, composer. Because he's done oh, some really, yeah. Yeah. really like cool his last shit thing. in the past. Yeah. He's dedicated to him. <clears throat> but I don't... I don't know. It's like Linda... This is another one of those that Linda was like jizzing herself over about how amazing it is and we have to see it. And I held off because when we started talking about doing this podcast, I'm like, I want this to be first-time viewings for all this shit. So well, yeah, I just I actually kept had waiting. This- I actually got this movie right around the time we started the podcast. Yeah. And I started to watch it and then I'm like, no, no, I'm going to save it. Yeah. And so I didn't see the whole thing until I I'm curious about it. I mean, like a lot of the pictures I've seen of it make me go, oh, that looks like it's really, really cool. But it's just, uh, I didn't didn't hate it, but I don't like it. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. It's because to me, it's kind of like, um, oh... Well, there I mean, there is there are qualities in here that are in common with like David Lynch. Um, yeah, who well, I know you're not wild about, you know. Oh yeah, and there's actually um, we were talking about this beforehand, but I said I was going to quote this guy's review, but the character is Professor Tosspot, who said, "I'm so conflicted by this film. I don't know if I liked it. I mean, the film has stuck in my mind, and I won't forget it. I won't forget it anytime soon." It's different, that's for sure, but it walks a fine line between art house pretentiousness and balls to the wall crazy schlock. It often pairs together as well as Colgate and orange juice. The film is pretty much an acid trip with your old friend Nicolas Cage, so you should enjoy the ride. And I'm kind of like, you know, that pretty much fits it. Because if I look at this like a normal movie, there is very little in the way of story, which disturbs yeah. me for his earlier quote <laughs> about that. And it just seems more like he just shoved into here all these cool visuals. And then you have what I really I hate totally movies, relate. which is the whole mumblecore. It's you um, can't hear what people are saying. And it's their way of saying it doesn't fucking matter. It's what you're seeing that matters. Because look, oh, my God. Oh, see, I don't it's even like, notice okay, that anymore because I, I watch everything with the with the with the captions. It used to really, but well, yeah, I've watched things with captions now, not because yeah. I'm old, but because I actually care to hear what the fuck I'm seeing. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's things like uh, Public Enemy with Johnny Depp. 
It's like, I oh, love gangster movie. movies. But watching the movie was like you had to learn early audio editing because you had to keep your mouse clicked right on your volume meter because every time someone started talking, that's when old-fashioned music would start blaring hey, out to bleed your ears. You had a fucking volume meter. I had to see that piece of shit in the theater. Oh, Jesus. And I, mean, I was like, so... That was such a fucking letdown because Michael Mann's previous movies were, yeah. like, beautiful HD movies with, like, these lovely night scenes and shit. And then he tries to do a period piece in it that doesn't fit at yeah. all. And I'm like, what the fuck, Michael Mann? You took a shit in my mouth. Yeah, and it's like, parts of this remind me of Hannibal, where it's like, okay, it's you're seeing a scene happen, you're seeing a murder, and then suddenly the person you're looking at is being replaced by somebody that's covered in black ink and has antlers on their head. And like, okay, that's a thing. And it just kind of goes from there. And every time Nick Cage is about to kill someone, it's another, let's have another fucking trip going on to a point where if they showed none of this happened and he was just like spinning in circles on the ground drooling because of the cocaine he did, the immense amount of cocaine he did, that would make sense. Irresponsible. But I just, I don't know. There's so much in this that it's like, I really wanted to like it. But I just I don't. But I don't hate it because it did, did have film? good. Yes, okay, it's like how'd that. You feel it's about like, that one. That one I enjoyed. Okay, but that, like, again, so that one was more together for you. Yeah, this one just seemed more like, hey, we got crazy ass Nick Cage, and we're gonna have him for like seventy percent of the movie in a tiger's jersey and his tidy whities. So it's Cage <laughs> nuts all the way. And I feel like the scene where he's screaming in the bathroom no, and his no, tidy no, whities no, 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 is that's, like, dude, that's the thing though. Like, is like he's not even the star of that scene. The star of that scene is that bathroom. This is epic yeah. <laughs> fucking late seventies bathroom with a fucking toilet lid cozy and shit, and it's got the lovely print uh, tile wallpaper shit. Like it is, it is like oh my god, it's a seventies gasm. I, yeah, I was so, but it's like that so scene happy. is like what the whole thing was based as for, and it's in is, wide angle. There, it's like a Stanley Kubrick yeah, movie for a second. But it's like you have I so just, many. Go ahead. I just feel like that scene is like a glimpse into our heads at any moment. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like this is the cage you paid for. Is you have Cage screaming yes. his balls off on a toilet. You have the cage who's got barbed wire wrapped around his mouth and gritting his teeth on it. And then you have the coked out of his mind, smiling, wide-eyed cage in a car covered in blood. Breaking but, necks I mean, in the oven. Motherfucker! Yeah, and it's it's like it's one of those things, it's just like everything that's put into this, you can tell are homages from other horror films and other films that actually had story with them. But this guy just took things that to him looked really cool and just kind of converged them into one mass molten body they do look really <laughs> fucking cool yeah but it's like i appreciated the chainsaw fight even though that's like this would never work chainsaws <laughs> are horrible real life weapons to well, apparently that was really hard to do too apparently that took them all night but uh, well yeah did you, but did you know i appreciate that originally this, like seemed real to you <laughs> i mean what part of the movie seemed like it cared about reality uh the part that well, actually no, I, no, no come on that's not always yeah. a defense like like yeah. there, there, there are movies that are that are thoroughly apart from reality and still and still don't achieve trippiness like g2 and mortal yeah. conquest this movie was real up until after the point you see his girlfriend being burned upside down in a fucking sleeping bag 
after that, everything else is surreal bullshit. But it's working well, up I to it, you notice? Yeah, because you got you got her drawings and you got the paperbacks that she's uh, with with yeah. the with the frickin' Boris Vallejo style uh, cover art and shit, and you got the yeah. lovely chapter headers with this eighty three paperback title oh God, style yeah. that looks like vc andrews books and shit yeah but that's what I'm, i was saying that like you you have all these uh the artwork that she's creating and uh those chapter headings and the books that she's reading and uh you have at the end if you wait till after the credits you see some of her um her artwork uh, her comic drawings of uh, Nicolas Cage and yeah. a tiger. And so it kind of makes me wonder if it's all just like supposed to be a story that she created. And... While she was burning. Yeah. But even well, I just, uh... if, if you look at it that way, that's like, this is like the good version of suspect zero. Yeah. Fuck but I mean, suspect I still zero. wouldn't put it past that considering everything else, because again, this what gets me about these films and why that quote from that review got me about it is because this is a movie you could literally see in a fucking film class where a teacher is talking super pretentiously about, look at this scene. What do you think was behind this and what they were trying to say? <laughs> and you're like, no, it was just there because it looks fucking cool. Because it it's looks like, fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have I mean, a guy this, this is who laughs. You have there, a cult room, leader who got know. laughed at because he showed his mm -hmm. small dangus to this chick while she was high as balls listening to his shitty Carpenter's song that he made. <laughs> and now he's coming out with the biggest chainsaw blade in the history of fucking chainsaws <laughs> compared to Nick Cage's girthy little chainsaw. Can, can I can I take take one moment uh, to point out that, that uh, Panos Cosmatos originally offered Cage the cult leader role yeah yes you did. Um, jeremiah which, which cage didn't want to do cage wanted to be read the character he was cast yeah. with mm -hmm. but what as panos originally envisioned it it's like no that guy's supposed to be young you're old old <laughs> yeah. hey hey well, young cage man said you that can't he connected that. with red's character right but um i don't do you guys think i i honestly doubt it but do you guys think he would have done full frontal do you think we cage? would have seen no. cage dangus well, we didn't get him doing it as johnny fucking collins so i guess he'll That's never true. do it son of a bitch true, even true. tom hardy went full balls out and that was in branson yeah but instead Show we got linus your <laughs> dick nicholas cage i didn't actually realize this until the movie was over because because linus roach did such a good job playing the cult leader but i didn't he fucking really realize didn't. that yeah. that he he was that fuck on law and order svu yeah like i didn't even put it together like you look at his face it's like oh yeah that's the same guy but i'm like like, why was he wasted on that piece of shit TV show when when he could have been doing whacked out shit like this? And he, he was also he was also in the first Growly Batman movie is Growly Batman's dad. Yeah. I, and apparently I he was know. in the Forgotten and Find Me Guilty. Um, I mean, even his character, I, I know you said it was great. I just didn't see it as being that amazing. It's like. It's like modern video games where all of the mini bosses are a lot harder and seem well, more put together than him. Let, and it's like I enjoyed his freak out, you know, when they killed off fucking uh, sister, whatever, and mother. And then he's begging Nick Cage saying he'll suck his dick. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> God is in this room. I'll blow you, man. I'll suck your fucking dick. <laughs> 
And that's and then the old the old the old woman too before he's like it's like he says I'm a sensuous lover and then <laughs> <he has laughs> at Linus Roach. See that's why it's that's actually this okay, reminds so, me. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was I was I was just gonna say like like part part of the part of the value here because we we've seen a fuckload of movies. We've seen a couple of hundred yeah. movies here mm-hmm. at this at this goddamn uh, dick pounding experience here. Um and, and um like. Like you'll notice that as we go along, like from 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 probably about the mid '90s, like shuffling in into the present here. Uh, for, so about a, about a twenty year uh, slide here. You notice that in in the movies that we've been doing, there has been less and less actual production. Yeah, you notice that mm-hmm. like, even the even the expensive ones, even big, even some of the bigger studio ones, it's like there's no pre production. There's nothing in, involved in shooting it at all. Like anything that they tried to do, they tried to do in post, and it looked like shit because they only tried to do it in post. Oh yeah. And then here we have a guy who's doing like these dissolves between faces and shit. He's doing some of it's actually shot mm-hmm. on film. He's doing the bit where you got a light on the film to change the exposure. You know, like fucking Robert yeah. Altman did on yeah. uh, on uh, on uh, the Long Goodbye. Like you're getting and... you're getting some actual cinematic technique. <laughs> I'm hoping that the next Cage movie just is like a a, a Zoom recording from his, God his toilet. I don't know. Like, oh, God <laughs> what I was this, thinking is like like Panos did his first film in 2010. Cage yeah, had eight mm-hmm. years to do another movie with him, and he waited till 2018 to do it. What the fuck were you waiting for, you son of a bitch? The moment. <laughs> <laughs> the heat of the but moment. What actually speaking of, because that leads right into what I was going to say earlier, <laughs> is that. The mo- what did this exact same story, but did it to me better because it gave it background to the story was the South Park episode where everybody's huffing and getting high off of cat piss. And they all oh, start getting okay. transported to the heavy right. metal world. And then they got the heavy metal soundtrack. Yes. So it's like you have all these epic battles going on with alien races watching, and then it cuts to... A grown man mumbling and bumping into shit with a little kid in a sandbox. It's like that's what this movie felt like. Where it's like you have intersected moments of reality and what the fuck they're seeing in their mind happening. It's you don't like, need yeah. the reality though. Like 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 like, yeah. like movies are always subjective storytelling. You're always you're always in somebody, you know. And and, and so so mm-hmm. this is, we have we, what we what we have here is like is like a limited omniscient third basically. And so the impressions yeah. that come off of the act in the middle of the film, if that's the thing that changed everything, you know, or is it another story where like LSD is in fact mentally transitional and you can change universes if you, if you, yeah. if you, if you taste shit, that's, or that's hard. You enough. can move to be Galactus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Galactus <laughs> eats planets. I, I love the fact that they made that book that Mandy's reading at the beginning too. Like, like they they got yeah. Julie Bell to do cover art for and shit. I'm like, like this is this this, this oh. uh, watching this made me want to go and like read some 80s splatterpunk. No shit. That reminds me, um, Casper Kelly was the writer for the Cheddar Goblin commercial. Oh, I know, I knew you'd get to that, so I didn't say anything. And if you go to the um, if you go to Shutter, if you watch it there, you can see the full commercial. Well, I can also think it's hear on the cult leader song too. on Bandcamp, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you know how he came up with that? The Cheddar Goblin? Yeah. Was it me? No. <laughs> <laughs> the director said he heard the phrase Cheddar Goblin, and he just thought it was <laughs> awesome, so he made a commercial for it in the film. Cheddar <laughs> Goblin! 
can we pay a moment of respect to the actual true motherfucking genius in this movie, Bill Duke? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, you're right. Pretty just fucking... out of nowhere. Speaking like, you gotta shoot this directors. in my trailer? Okay. I, I Jesus love freaks. That. I didn't know they were in season. Green Ranger, <laughs> kick your ass. Bill like, Duke, by the way, that was a scene where two directors, Nicolas Cage, the director of one movie, and Bill Duke, the director of fucking 61 things. Yeah. Bill Duke fu- fucking directed Hoodlum and Deep Cover and like a bunch of TV episodes and like a shitload of movies. Like Bill Duke's amazing. He's a fucking genius and he was in Predator I mean, and Commando. Definitely has the best uh, monologue uh, in this this movie. Yeah. yeah I was like, I'll let you take that. Only if you put it to good use. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, you can see because in the movie they they cut down his um, his monologue, but it's in the deleted scenes. If you watch, oh, Unshutter you went and watch some Blu-ray. deleted scenes. My name's Linda, uh, and I did research. <laughs> People aren't supposed to well, know we do one research. Of the I got Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> but, Linda, um, do you want to sing me a research. song about that? Oh, come on, Shutter, hit us up! Like, <laughs> pay us already. Um, so D- didn't this movie uh, come and bring you a turkey, and then it took it away? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, actually, it's. Oh, Mandy, you came and you baked me a pizza, (laughs) and I'll eat it today. I gave you a turkey, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You came and you fried without baking. Oh. But uh, in 2018, with an interview with The Guardian, apparently uh, Nicolas Cage said that, um, well, you know, his at this time, his marriage with Alice Kim would, it just ended before she filming. She kicked him to the curb. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. After well, they've she, been together for after, 14 years. And too, after he so cast her in Next. <laughs> it definitely wasn't like a, a small thing. But... Um, he said, quote, it was a shocker for me. I definitely didn't see it coming. And those feelings had to go somewhere. So they went into the performance. And uh, so, I so like... his marriage to Alice Kim was the shirt that got ripped. Oh, well, I feel like that's motherfucker him, uh, screaming in his tidy whities is like even more genuine. Well, yeah, he, he goes under the sink and he gets out his vodka bottle. And, uh, you know, we don't look under the mm-hmm. sink, so we don't know if he's got a stack of Playboys under there. And then he screams yeah. and cries on the toilet. And but I no, this I is mean, no this, this is no that? disrespect hasn't done that? to Cage pouring <laughs> out his soul on camera. But I really was mostly looking at the bathroom. Well, yeah, I mean, but, um. Um, yeah. Your mind went there, and mine went to an old e-fucked website video of this young guy banging a grandma, and then he leaves. He's like, your hallway has carpet. That's awesome. And then he turns <laughs> like, your bathroom has carpeting? Oh my god, that's so awesome. I've literally <laughs> ordered 70s bathroom books online just to see oh the my cozies god. they put for everything. They put a cozy on the Jeez. toilet tank. They put a cozy on the toilet for lid. everything. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I guess you guys are just washing those cozies all the time, because I just think of the little spritzes that come out of Mr. Toilet. Shit it looks so cool. Yeah. It's off my OCD. We used to 
have like the shag uh toilet seat doily and then we had the the leather one remember that like the fake oh, leather leather one what the leather toilet seats though the seat itself is leather yeah, I yes, see yeah, it covering. Yeah. So, so you got you guys are basically the same generation as me. I mean, we're all within like a year of each mm-hmm. other. So, like, yeah, like grow, growing up with your shit. Did you ever have a house with a long green shag carpet? No, no. Oh, you were fucking deprived, I, man. Like every place I lived in the '80s had long green shag carpet. I do remember cussing out kids of this generation when uh, it was Linda. I think was with us. We were looking for toilets for uh the oregon house and i pointed out that they had toilet seat lids that had led lights on them and had (laughs) like motion censored lights so when you passed the toilet lid would light up okay you can make fun of it all you want but we bought one of the devices that go into the toilet bowl motherfucker you so fucking helpful wait a minute wait a minute you You bought bought a fucking goddamn washer ass and a wipe it fucking toilet Yeah, I got a bidet thing. It's Linda's awesome. A predator. Which makes sense. Don't knock until you try it. Film a house. If you're going to have a sensor in the bathroom, it should turn all the lights on. A glowing toilet seat in the dark room is just scary. No, you should have a like a thing that starts blaring off like radiation alerts when shit splatters on the walls. Wait it's a like, minute. Something just locks your Wayne door. Song? Something locks your door because there's poo particles in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. They oh, have had so many particles. news things where people take like people's mugs yeah. from the fucking office break rooms and like we found fecal matter on these mugs. I'm like, are you wiping your ass with a fucking mug? What the fuck? Well, I mean, bacteria gets around. We can tolerate a certain amount, just not as much as hippies. <laughs> they look at Adrian's mug. This mug is full of semen. Yeah. <laughs> There's on this mug. I call it creamer. <laughs> Well, I know what cookbook I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> Before, oh Jesus! Before we get too deep into the break room here, though, uh, we should probably point out that the title character Mandy was played by and- Andrea uh, Riseborough, and she's yeah. from England. She was born in 1981. Yeah, and she was in Oblivion with with the, with the Calm Trues, and uh, she was in Birdman and the Death of Stalin. Oh, yeah. And I want to say that she was like in a, a failed pilot or the failed pilot for being human too in the BBC. Probably. But, um, and you know that. Also, wait, wait. I thought being human went to series for the BBC for like six seasons. Oh, it did. It was an awesome show, but uh, she was only in the pilot. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> she was also on a lot of stuff. We 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 uh yeah we should call her Jeffrey Hunter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she played Annie the uh the ghost, but <gasps> Annie um, she pushed me inside. <laughs> I don't know if she just didn't test well or or what, but they obviously didn't go with her. No, nope. but uh also it had as brother Swan Ned Dennehy. Yeah, who, is he related to uh, Brian? Is, I don't know. Is he going to pin that congressional medal of honor to my liver? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may know him from uh, from Good Omens, where he played Haster. Might not know anybody from Good Omens because I didn't watch it. You're missing out. 
No, I don't really watch straight to streaming stuff. That's well, sadly the future either. now. It it has to have okay. been released to VHS at some point when that was a thing, and then and then fizzled and disappeared, and then picked up again by Vinegar Syndrome or somebody else who hoards media, and then released to streaming. Possibly ripped directly well, from the tape. That's what I'll watch. Uh, some of our listeners, like me, may know him as Lionel Brown from the Outlander series. Listeners, or, um, you don't know that. He's also you can't in, be sure. Uh, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Oh, he was also in Guns Akimbo. He was the bad guy. Oh, oh yeah. I did watch the pilot of Peaky Blinders. Meh. It has Killian Murphy and his hot ass uh, cheekbones. I like to call that the cherry Beautiful on man. top. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Guns Akimbo was awesome. Thanks yes, to Donnie for uh, recommending it. That Thank was rad. you, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah, Daniel you put Radcliffe. the rad in Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, listeners, I'd like to recommend it's streaming right now on Amazon. Never too young to die with John Stamos, George Lazenby, Gene Simmons and Vanity Stargrove. Or you can watch and Guns like Akimbo streaming. you can like stream <laughs> Carpenter Brute music videos a whole entire day. And that'll equate to watching Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tell me least, I'm wrong. <laughs> at least you didn't say Coheed and Cambria. Oh God, <laughs> we have standards around here. Oh Jesus Christ! Donnie, it was Side Hackers meets oh. Hellraiser meets Altered States. I don't know what more you wanted. Oh God, don't even tell me. Remind me about the fucking Cenobite looking bitches they put in there. Oh, I fucking love the the, the bikers, the, the bike, lumber. No, oh, the biker no, here, Here's yeah. here's the thing though. There's a part before God. before Mandy gets killed. Obviously, uh, Mandy and Cage are sitting around watching the TV, and the movie they're watching is Night Beast by Don <laughs> Doler. Yes. And and no, that's that's a fucking mark of quality because this shit movie they're always watching a classic and and then you're going like man I could be watching that but you're watching this like <laughs> man Night Beast and it just shows the good parts the part where there, there's the bitch in uh, animated special effects when the Night Beast vaporizes people with his ray gun. <laughs> yes, Night Beast Working was basically the, the same plot thing. as Galaxy Invader except instead of a redneck with a hole in the middle of his shirt it has like seventies sex scenes with a with sheriff guy with an afro. Yeah. And a tragic mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Night Beast. Well, also, uh, one of the writers was Aaron Stewart on. Aaron Sorkin, my God. I honestly thought you really did take mushrooms. That would be pretty. Like, I would like to see a, a partnership between Pados Cosmatos and Aaron Sorkin. Pados Cosmatos. Cosmatos. It just sounds like Pados. a Harry Potter curse. Cosmatos. <laughs> you guys saw the Cassandra Crossing, right? But Aaron Stewart on is a a comic book writer as well, and he's currently writing for Thor, and he's got a web comic as well, I believe. So, how can it be a comic book writer if he's not Scottish? Good point. I know. Yeah, <laughs> Linda likes that comic book writer is all Scottish. It, it is a point. Yeah, Jim Morrison. <laughs> I'll yeah. give him that. Speaking of whether points, it's a good one or a valid one, was, was there anything no. for your segment? <laughs> oh, Linda, do you have a segment? Uh, yes. is, this is news to me. What? what what's that? What's that? Segment number thirty-two on the way. <laughs> Did we decide that we needed a theme song for it? <laughs> no. Close off. I want his clothes. <laughs> um yeah actually yeah. we get to see linus roach's dong 
I am so excited about this, you guys. All the fucking time you see boobies, especially in like 80s movies and 80s horror movies. Boobies, boobies, boobies. Sometimes you see ass. But it's it's it, it it's the the booby to dick ratio. Yeah, is especially in just the West. Yeah, small. Well, in the West, they won't even show bush on a woman. You know, like yeah. a woman only mm-hmm. has a backside and a chest, and like and usually that's true of men in American movies too. So no, finding a dick in a, in an English speaking movie that's like finding the four leaf clover. Yeah, true. yeah, exactly. Um, have y'all seen the the pillow book? You got some full frontal Aaron <laughs> McGregor. And then we'll, we'll, we're going to go watch Henry and June, uh, David Cronenberg's yeah. Crash. Yeah. <laughs> Some train spotting. <laughs> Bad Lieutenant, uh, the, the Keitel one. Actually, there is a good reason there's no male nudity in films. It's distracting. There, what? There was, there was a movie. Um, it was a early release, and this is why they didn't initially bring it out here into the U.S. It was... Um, Oh God! What? What are you? What was the you, movie? Super Troopers. Uh, Romper Stomper. Dick. It was oh, Romper, Romper Stomper. Stomper. I saw Romper. Was there and Dick and Romper like, Stomper? I don't. We forgot. Yeah, there was full penetration, and there was a penis and balls. But oh it's one of those they had to cut out the full frontal because when women saw it, they were so distracted during the <laughs> film's previewing that they couldn't stop talking about it. Wait a so minute, So the director Donnie. was offended by it, and he cut it. <laughs> Well, fuck that guy. They had penis in the Sex in the City movie. They know women like they that. They did. Well, yeah. But to be also fair, fucking Bridesmaid. Or no, was, was it Bridesmaid or was it Sex in the City 2? I'm that not going to watch. Shitting herself. I'm not going to watch either of those. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the warning. <laughs> yeah. I like Bridesmaids. So whatever. Uh, Bridesmaids, but, um, AKA Melissa McCarthy, Ghostbusters 1.5. Um, you know, don't talk about Sookie that way. Thank you very fucking Sookie, much. Sookie <laughs> you shut your whore mouth Sookie. when you're talking about Suki. 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 I'll always know so anyway. her as rogue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that, Suki. <laughs> so we watched a movie Sookie. based on a King Crimson oh, okay. album. I heard that and I immediately thought, is this the offshoot band they did of King Diamond? No, no. King Crimson, uh, for their first album in 1969, they're they're credited sometimes as the first prog rock band. Um, Yeah. And uh, uh, they actually had uh, one of the guys from Emerson, Lincoln Palmer initially. Um, They they did uh, I Talked to the Wind and 20th Century Schizoid Man. Um, But uh, and and over the opening titles, they got the song. But um, no, I I, I, when when I saw that, when that came up, I'm like, holy shit. I knew I knew the movie was like I was going to be in tune with it because one of my animations, um, it's not it's not on the YouTube version, but it's animated to be in sync with the instrumental parts of the song in the Court of the Crimson King. Oh, yeah. Um, I should also mention that one of the producers is Elijah Wood. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, Elijah Wood. The trust is kept. (laughs) That was his passion after Lord of the Rings. He wanted to start producing and making horror films and Mm -hmm. odd art house films. Good for him. Good for him for not sticking with with Peter Jackson-esque expensive bullshit. Yeah, he's had a good record. I love Elijah Wood. Yeah, no, I, I, no, he's, uh, yeah, no. If I ever had Elijah any doubts Wood, about him, he's, <laughs> if I ever had any doubts about the man, he's been fully redeemed in my eyes. You know, and oh, Grand yeah. Piano. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. And what he said was uh, about this, about the script, was quote: "What made the script so extraordinary when we read it was that it felt like a movie, at least initially, and in two parts: one, a movie that was about a relationship between Red and Mandy." 
And that was as important as the sort of psychedelic phantasmagoric revenge section of the film. And he goes on to say that um, I think what really made an impression on us uh, reading the that initial draft was the relationship between Mandy and Red and how that resonated throughout the course of the film. Can we talk? Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. Can we talk about the bit where Red goes to see the chemist? Because this is this is this is after Red seventies porn in the background. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this. Well, this is yeah. Because after 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 Red takes on the bikers. And snorts the cocaine and then tastes the LSD, after which everything's changed for him. He goes and sees the chemist. He had a vision of the chemist's place from taking the acid. And so he goes there and they have a conversation in which Cage never speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're like in tune. It's like he knows everything he's going to say. It's like, oh, yeah, if Lizzie's calm, I know everything's cool. (laughs) Oh, you're right, man. You're so right. Bye, Lizzie. They wronged you, man. They drink the waters, Muadib. <laughs> I this is the water of I fucking I fucking love that scene. The way they got him lit, and you could see the film grain. You know, like ah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> that was gorgeous as fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, I I was gonna say uh, Elijah Wood also talked about how he was fortunate enough to work with Nicolas Cage in the trust. Yeah. And um, he said, quote, there's something of an icon in Nicolas Cage. I distinctly remember having semi uh, out of body experiences working opposite him, where I was suddenly aware of the fact uh, that the thing he just said or some physicality that he had done was only something that he was capable of doing. These are the moments of holy fuck. I'm working opposite Nicolas Cage. Apparently (laughs) Nicolas Cage is made out of shrooms. (laughs) <laughs> just his dick <laughs> which we'll, we'll never get to see the shroom is in our minds <laughs> do you want to see my chanterelles <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which uh, I, I believe he, he has a story a little anecdote uh, Nicholas Cage about uh, shrooming with his cat <laughs> Now that's oh, I think I, I think I saw that interview. Yeah, mittens, get in here. You gotta hear this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would be tempted because she's learned how to pet. She like pets my face at night now. <laughs> oh, the, the shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> yes, it'll all be over soon. <laughs> that was your cat huge or gene hackman who would bite yes. your fucking eyelids while you slept <laughs> wow i'm taking I... you to the vet wow <laughs> i don't eat your eyes <laughs> i had a cat uh listeners i had a, a, a cat that ended up being a feral cat and um i i called him gene hackman Yay! because i knew that i should love him but for some reason, I just didn't. I thought you called him Gene Hackman because <laughs> he picked his feet in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Gene Hackman was a motherfucker. I oh, guess he was. <laughs> I love him you already. You gave him to an elderly couple that's like, oh, we've had him for a week and he's peed on everything, but he's okay. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that that means he's going to stay. Everything in there is I'm his. I'm going to wake up <laughs> Team Lynn is blasting off again. 
Because I remember you and I went to deliver him to this elderly couple mm-hmm. because he pissed on my leather jacket in parting. What He's the like, hell? Yeah, fuck you too. Meow. And Shop some of that was in my fucking car. And I, yes. <laughs> like, I had the, the pee stink in my car. I you just so wanted oh, to meet you, like Superman. cat. <laughs> oh. oh, goddamn cat. Anyway. That damn cat. <laughs> From Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i don't know i i really enjoyed the hell out of the movie well what about the cat and shrooms there's no st- you don't know the story johnny well, what I stories wanna... do the reviewers know yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> it was an attempted transition <sighs> but i want to hear the shroomy cats fine yeah you got stoned with his cat when i have more time to research that story i'll i'll I know, yeah, well, I know the story, but I couldn't tell you the whole thing either. Let's just let's yeah, just get Nicholas Cage on to tell us, and we can. I don't all want to do script the details. We were gonna get Edward Furlong on to tell us. Well, yeah, I know well, that it included yeah. his cat talking to him. Well, they do this. So, okay, we can get Edward Furlong to voice Nicholas Cage's telling us this. It'll be dictated oh to God, us through we? him. Fuck you guys. He's I think a we medium. This happened now. But okay. He's real. Okay, so listeners, if you can go to patreon.com forward slash cages kiss and you can contribute to help us help the world and help Eddie Furlong by bringing him to the show and having him perform. We'll have a, a segment quote. with him called Getting Along with Furlong. But. Oh my God. I guess the reviews for this, which I had to go simming yes. a lot of them for. Ooh, Donnie reviews! Um, these were not short, and I'm very sorry about that. Oh. Okay. This is an absolute train wreck of a movie. This genre is right up my alley. I like weird movies that most people find revolting. This is something that was simply made to be looked at as an experiment in color, score, and imagery. That's we'll like call me. it esoteric. You can't look at a score, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only taste the colors I see. Can you hold it in your hand? You can't own that. <laughs> On a surface-only level, Mandy is well done. Look any deeper, and it is a disappointing as is as disappointing as it is beautiful. Instead of Silence of the Lambs, it's like a very, very poorly written Saw sequel. No backstory. We are just expected to like these characters for 30-ish minutes until something odd happens. Too slow, no delivery or follow-through, just a sad display of what potential and an interesting trailer affords you. I bought this movie. If you're going to watch it at all, I highly suggest renting it. You won't want to see it again. Never yeah, trust anybody of... who preferred Silence of the Lambs to Manhunter. You know, there is some ground on that. It's kind of like Star Wars and the prequels. It depends which one you saw first that you'll connect the most with. Because I enjoyed that, but I saw Silence of the Lambs first. But I still like mm. Manhunter for what it is and its music. I saw and understood Silence of the Lambs first, but over time, I came to mature. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) This was a fumbling attempt to make a 1970s horror flick. The high points were horrid dialogue, bad acting, and a muddy plot. The overacting by others made Cage look like a restrained, classically trained Shakespearean thespian in comparison. Where did they go? Where did they get these actors? Flipping burgers in backwood Arkansas's diners? 
Ouch. I'm tossing this into a box Ow. of DDDs I donated to the local really? library's book sale. I hope they don't revoke my library card for doing so. <laughs> putting Mandy in a what? library Wait. book sale thing is like putting hardcore porn in. <laughs> no, but, but, but why is it that everybody, if there's something that's period and they don't understand it, they always assume it's the 70s. It's set in 83. There's very blatant references yeah, to the Yeah, it says very much shit. so. Yeah, it says very much so right mm-hmm. at the start, in fact, that this is in the 80s. Yeah, it, it's... It, there's Ronald Reagan on the radio and shit. Like, do you not get things? No. <laughs> this one is my favorite review just because of how it starts in its first sentence. Oh, boy. I'm 56 years old. I've spent a lifetime weirdly addicted to scary movies. I oh, love no, them. No. I read reviews comparing this to heavy metal 70s, 80s type horror movies. The cult leader's full frontal nudity and his woman victim laughing at his manhood was the best part of this train wreck. <laughs> I'm assuming the cartoon portions were hand-drawn by Nick Cage himself. He probably made this movie only because he needs to pay off all his quickie marriage divorce debts. I got That's to see really Nick not. Cage at his no. best back in the day. But this I couldn't even finish so bad and it's insulting to think this movie pays homage to any other past horror movie masterpieces it takes a lot for me to post a bad review because someone probably cared about this project but not enough sorry not enough wow this this, this person's brain functions on a straight line it's one dimensional this this man is 56 years old (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's 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 an early red flag in there when they refer to them as scary movies (laughs) i like the scary (laughs) flicks oh this pays homage to some of those old movies like scream 2 (laughs) (laughs) we're getting there <laughs> they huff paint for 40 of those years. It's like, what are you watching, kids? You're gonna watch the Scream movies? What's that, Grandpa? Oh, let me show you the Scream movies. There was the Nev Campbell. Oh, she was a great beauty back in the silent era. And there's oh. Officer Dewey. Oh, you're gonna like him. Oh, <laughs> and here's the one. Weather Woman. She's from Friends. You ever see that show with the Friends? They'll be there for you. These two people dated in real life. It's true. <laughs> And that them Darsh Skeet Ulrich. Remember his face? <laughs> Quit laughing at his name. Again. He deserves respect. He was soul assassin. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Skeet Ulrich is now on uh, Riverdale. I found that out from uh, Jane. Mm-hmm. Riverdale's still Flicks, going. Because we covered uh, the uh, the craft. Oh, oh God. God. Speaking of the 90s. Yeah. Which has a connection to uh, to another movie, but I'll share that later. Dun, 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 dun. Anywho, well, Ferrugia bulks so, in it, yeah. so there's a connection to Return to Oz, which is awesome. Oh, oh yeah, we're actually we're gonna cover the fuck out of that. Too. Awesome, I fucking love Ferrugia Bulk. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and that movie, but uh, yeah. Oh. So uh, is that all the, the reviews uh, we got for us, Tony? Uh, yes, it is. But are you also by 
Guild of Association going to be reviewing the sci-fi movie they did of Wizard of Oz? Oh, oh, oh my God. The Tin Man. Wait, 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 Tin Man. Where they keep referring to her as DG and they refer to Oz as the OZ. Yeah. It's like, are you you trying to be 1991 coming out of a woman's cleavage? What what the hell with that thing? It's like, Sci-Fi Channel, what did I do to you? Why did you vomit on my face? (laughs) They lost sliders. The Tin Man or something? Yeah, it was was called Tin Man. Something like that, yeah. And it had that guy from 88 Minutes in Timeline as as Tin Man. It it wasn't actually made of tin or robot or anything. No. And it had Zoe Deschanel, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. DG. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a it was about as faithful uh, an adaptation of L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz as that shitty Flash Gordon TV show from around that time was of Alex Raymond Flash Gordon. <laughs> it's like, are there Hawkmen? Well, we can't afford that. They'll just kind of have some capes and like fly on them. It's like you can't do I that. Prefer Flash Gordon. <laughs> wait, wait, are you are you dissing the the Mike Hodges 1980 Flash Gordon with Sam Jones? Are you dissing that in my no, presence? I'm just saying he'll I save every one of Flash us. Gordon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> He's forward every one of us. Mike's forward every one of us. This is a place I like to hang out. It's called the Death Tower. <laughs> Speaking Maybe. of shitty movies, anywho. Speaking of we shitty movies and their sequels segment. <laughs> Oh, All right, I kids. Guess if we have to. It's time for sequel. Return. Return. Less. Harder. Hardest. Shall I start? Shall you? It's 1984, and Red Miller is raising some eyebrows, both for being named Red and for the fact that he can still talk to dead Mandy sometimes. Church-going types thinks he's in league with the demons from Saturday morning cartoons, and soon the forces of Nancy Reagan and Tipper Gore are in hot pursuit of our hero as he runs afoul of Satanic Panic. Key McFarlane is closing in, and Red must return to the chemist for the recipe that can transition him to greater understanding in the power of head splody. Soundtrack by Judas Priest, Frank Zappa, and John Denver. Satanic Panic! Oh, Catch it. My. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the 80s. Donnie Donwell? Uh, this is a prequel, Ooh. and I don't have to do any work, because this <laughs> movie does all the work you need. And I don't know if Linda's going to get this. Adrian might be the only one beside myself that will. I get hope this. you don't have the same as I do. You're not. There is no the chance thing. in hell. Okay. <laughs> this was made in 1981. The only thing I'm going to change from its title is the title. We're going to call it Rise of the Cheddar Goblin, but everything else stays the same. And this movie is going to be about how Red met Mandy. And we're going to take the movie Andy Kaufman made called Heartbeats, <laughs> and we're going to just put that in as you need to see this before Mandy. <laughs> if none of you have ever heard of or seen Heartbeats, I insist you watch the trailer. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. It's real. Just just know that. It's real and it was. It's theaters. real. <laughs> My favorite Andy Kaufman movie was God Told Me To. <laughs> I think you're mixing Andy Sidaris with Andy Kaufman. No, 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 man. Malibu Express all the way. Oh god. 
Linda, if you haven't seen it, you really do need to see this movie. Uh, All right, I'll have to check it out. So what's your sequel, Linda? (laughs) Well, uh, I don't have a lot of details about it. But, um, okay, so after killing Jeremiah, uh, Cage finds uh, the Lochnar. Oh, God. <laughs> and he turns into a, a, a hot guy with his dork hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get to see uh, his schlong. <laughs> and uh, he goes through a bunch of adventures just uh, just keeping on to the to the Lochnar while everybody else wants it and is fighting for it. Like, wow, two chicks in one day. This will never happen yeah. to me back on Earth. <laughs> Snow time. <laughs> <laughs> but this one also has Julie Strain. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't let these shakes go on. It's time we had a break from it. Uh, I wish Heavy Metal 2000 hadn't been so shit. <sighs> I know. Melting know. Pot was bitching. Heavy Metal 2000 sucked. It, it's all <laughs> it's right. It, it has its moments. <laughs> yeah, the ones we'll it borrowed from the first movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really, really liked the, the skull that the guy wore. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me the idea of making my own. <laughs> so, anywho, back on the movie, uh, you guys feel ready to face it off? Face oh, it off. This, this, this is you, usually off. face off is my opportunity to fix it. And in this mm-hmm. one, I, did, I don't so much feel the need mm-hmm. to. I think the only thing I do is make it into a Ross Hagen movie directed by Dress, Gus Triconis in like 1968. Oh. You know, because it goes right back to the to the biker film origins, you know, or or you turn it into another The Wraith, you know, put in, put in okay. a, a Charlie Sheen, you know, with Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Randy I Quaid. see uh, that. The Wraith yeah. works. And the soundtrack was badass. True. <laughs> Hold on. Blue eyes. Speaking Hold of soundtracks. On. Yeah. Uh, I went full 80s with this one. All right. So... Randy Miller is Don Johnson. Mandy <laughs> Boom is Rachel T. Coton. Jeremiah Sand is Bill Mosley. Brother uh, Swan is ooh. Michael Ironside. Oh, yes. Mother Marlene is Bernadette Peters. Oh. The, the chemist is Peter Weller. Oh, shit. And yeah. characters is Sid Haig. Directed by Andy Sidaris with Tangerine Dream doing the soundtrack. <laughs> you are a madman. <laughs> I'm already there. I personally would have gone with Yan Hammer, but I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know that we've we've totally already done it before, but it like you know I'm with Adrian the on Muppets? this. Like, there's there's you don't have to fix it unless you know you're showing um, telling Cage to be brave and just do it, man. Show us your dong. Show, show us your dang. Your whole uh, anthem here is that there, is that one dong was a good start, <laughs> but there need to be more dongs. <laughs> I think this is what Donnie was talking about. Really, that like it's not too distracting it just leaves us like being like okay we've had our taste of freedom now we want more <laughs> more dongs just uh, watch like, jay peaker simone's pieces tell us your I cast think, oh, and I then did, i will I tell you the most amazing scene you did <laughs> i have seen pieces yes <laughs> no oh, i'm sweet. saying tell us your cast, tell us your cast and i will tell you an amazing scene you can put oh. in your movie <laughs> oh okay 
Um, so if it's not going to be played all by dongs, <laughs> just like, like thumb tannic, it's going to be dongs. Um, I know we've done it before, but I'm, uh, having as red Miss Piggy uh-huh. as Mandy Kermit <laughs> and as Jeremiah, I have Statler and Waldorf. Oh dear God. <laughs> Kylo the Reaper coming near. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Miss Piggy, I'd like to see her uh, killing Penis? a bunch of dudes and snorting oh. some coke. <laughs> you ripped my yeah. shirt! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm your god now! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, suck your dick! <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll blow you, man! I'll suck your fucking dick! So we've all seen the new Judge Dredd movie, right? I no, I didn't uh-huh. actually see it. No. Okay, have you, Linda? Yep, yep. I see. Okay, don't so mess you know with the, perfection. Rob Schneider. You honestly perfection. should see it. It's I, got I some visuals I've, in it that I've are very good, very yeah. beautiful. And it's got a butcher from the boys, right? Uh, yes. But yeah. um, okay. Oh, so I mean. imagine the very slow motion actions from that, and you have a very naked um jeremiah and randy going at each other and right as the camera zooms in as their dicks are slapping at each other you just suddenly transition like you zoom in kind of like borat style right into the penis (laughs) which then zooms out and opens up on like a black and white say errol flynn type sword play fight so you have people with rapiers (laughs) fighting and then you're realizing it's all based on the fact that two penises are slapping back and forth against each other as these two guys are just duking it out. You, you exp- <laughs> speaking of exposed penises in movies, you're hitting on one of the things I love so much about the movie Observe and Report. Oh, my God. <laughs> Slow motion flasher running in the mall. Oh, <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, I have not seen it. You didn't see Observe and Report? What? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> What the fuck? Were you all able to find any sort of cagey wisdom? Uh, well, there's a couple of things. Um, Such as. Don't ever doubt yourself because he said everything is yours. <laughs> um, so everything mm-hmm. belongs to you. Um, and, um, well, the darker the horror, the brighter the flame. Mm. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah uh, that lard ass couldn't find his nose in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Donwell? <laughs> um... I strongly recommend, there's no wisdom, but I strongly recommend if you want to leave a lasting impression that, yes, you drop some acid in your friend's tea before they watch the movie, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you, in the other room, eat about two boxes of Kraft mac and cheese, and then you come out and you vomit (laughs) the mac and cheese on your friends. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is it it still trippy if you drop acid while watching a trippy movie, or does that just turn it into like awakenings or something? You know, it might. It might be. Like, is it? Do they cancel each other out? In an insane world. I've never got stoned while watching a movie, so I don't know. Uh, Like the Beatles said, all it did was get them hungry. Yeah, it was hungry. Hungry for rock and roll. (laughs) Uh, Knock, knock. Who's who's there? (laughs) 
Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada who? Eric Estrada from Chips. Oh! <laughs> wow. And from C-Lab 2021. Oh, that's right. And Jeez. PM Entertainment's The Last Riders. Uh, you are the last riders. Um, other than that, I it just reinforced uh, some of my uh, beliefs already. Like... Uh, that I need a tiger. Um, also, that uh, we need a cult. I mean, um, listeners. Yeah. Well, if you, know, you ever feel you were done wrong, go out back and forge yourself an axe. There yeah, you, go. you can do that right quick. I mean, you got all the stuff. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. You remember it's my like pound axe cake. I had can do that it. was like made out of the uh oh the, wait um, wait wait the the one made out of the golf club yeah the one where the thing kept getting stuck <laughs> under the dash of your car and i kept trying to undo it with the axe but it kept bending the axe yeah 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 we both had oh. some really fun shit like that because i still have at mom's house the uh shanks that i made in my welding class oh yeah <laughs> well I, I still have the, the boffer <laughs> that uh that eric too made me which i mostly use to kill spiders now as you should yeah <laughs> well anywho um i i, I don't want to forget to mention that i liked the way that the title card came up around the one hour, 15 minute. Yeah, the mark. movie was more than half done when the title showed. Yeah. Would, I really enjoyed that. Needless to say, it's very atypical. Yeah. And the producers made uh, Nicolas Cage watch Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh. And uh, according to Elijah Wood, it gave, uh, Cage said that it gave him nightmares. I was hoping you'd say oh, it gave man. him the willies. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Willies, yes. <laughs> oh, it man. made my penis retract in its flesh sweater. <laughs> <laughs> the little guy's turtle and he won't come out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but yeah. Uh, and Linus Roach so, said that, quote, um, he was talking about Cosmatos. He said uh, he'd done this extraordinary, if you'd like, a dissertation on the male ego and what it's like when it runs riot and when it takes a supreme power position and the sheer destructive nature of that force. And I realized quite soon as I got deeper into the story that Panos had built, what was on uh, one level, a very entertaining film and slightly extraordinary and bizarre, but it was also very honest and truthful and real to a lot of the dynamics that exist in human nature and particularly in the male ego and this drive for power, this lust, if you like to be the one, the one and only. And I thought he'd created the almost uh, archetypal journey. And, and then after that, that uh, uh, Linus Roach said, I know it's pretty, but I didn't take it out for air. <laughs> <laughs> this dick ain't gonna suck itself. <laughs> Panos Cosmatos! Cosmatos! This is why I was brought. <laughs> so, oh, um, I guess this is the time where I say, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts. No, this is the part where I say, cold-hearted orb that rules the night, removes the colors from our sight. Red is gray oh, and yellow-white, but we decide which is right and which is an illusion. And 
check out our stuff on YouTube. <laughs> also, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Cage's Kiss. If you haven't seen it, our video for um, on YouTube for Humanity Bureau, around the 7 minute 20 second mark, Adrian blessed us with a really awesome animation. So you should check that out. Um, remember, it's you can find Cage's Kiss seconds, on Facebook. But there's some of my blood in it. Oh, <laughs> literally. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and on Twitter at Cages Kiss. Uh, you can visit our website at cageskiss.com or you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. I would like to thank Ben Robinson for his awesome review on Podchaser. Ben Robinson. <laughs> I would like to thank our new uh, Patreon uh, patron saint, our good friend, uh, the awesome, the one, the only, Vern. I believe he prefers the Vern. <laughs> the Vern. Wait, he did Burger Sweet Symphony? <laughs> the Vern. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, do y'all feel like we could do a KG thank you to our friend, the Vern? Thank the you, Vern! <laughs> thank you so much. We really appreciate it! <laughs> Stay cool, star child. Thank you for giving us our money! <laughs> we really do appreciate it. We love you. You're awesome. And yeah, as Johnny says, stay golden. <laughs> golden child. Uh, you can check out my other show, Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks. Uh, we just covered The Craft, and uh, we're about to cover another one of the uh, Throne of Glass uh, books. And, How many uh, of those books are there? Seven, I think. Too many. I don't know. And then there's the novellas, but uh, we're on the fifth. One fourth, fifth. Oh, Jesus! Good gravy. Fourth one. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think I'm reading the fifth one, and we're covering the fourth one. I'm reading like anyway. the 70th Perry Mason book, but I ain't trying to read those in order. Jeez, Louise! It's the first one I've read. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Donnie and I are going to be in uh, a little show, pod show, uh, uh, one-off, whatever, uh, audio drama called Coyote's Bluff. And uh, you can hear me in Dispatches of Disassociation as Lila. And you can hear me in the upcoming Golden Girls podcast with Kristen in When Girls Were Golden. Adrian, what you got going on? Oh, uh, I, I'm Adrian. Um, I'm I'm on interwebs usually as, as uh, Leo the Fox, L-E-O-T-H-E-F-O-X on the DeviantArt and on the Patreon. The DeviantArt has the many artworks. The Patreon has the super secret artworks, which you can see from money. And I have a YouTube under A.A. Smith. I'm probably going to put that uh, Humanity Bureau trailer I made up on there, too. Nice. Yeah, where it'll be on there with the full audio. Yay. Yay. Donnie. I am Unreal Goals on the Twitter and Instagram. I'm also going to be posting, actually, hopefully this weekend when I get the music finished, Nudes. my Wisdom in the Bottle. Wisdom in the Bottle! <laughs> yeah! And I'm also the boy who blew over on Pornhub. Just because. Why not? Go listen to the episode again. You'll figure out why. Dulcie! <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> using our Patreon money from all of you, including the Vern, to go down to Columbia and learning to make... <laughs> <laughs>
I'm using the Patreon money to go to the dentist. Yeah, I, I actually can't afford that. I'm just going to use my Patreon money to go down to Burger King. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all going to go to Taco Bell and get a nice little pack of tacos. There are just never Taco enough Bell. fries in those little fry boxes. But you know what? Them, I want some chips and queso. Them jack-in-the-box yeah. chicken nuggets were epic. Yeah. So you'll be hearing from us next week when we cover Looking Your Glass. Mom. What the oh. shit is that? Wait, wait, wait. Looking Glass? The sailor say brandy. You're a fine girl. <laughs> fine girl. You would be. For my life. All over my lady. Shout out to it's Brandy the from Oh God. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so it, it includes uh, uh, Robin Tunney, who was uh, the lead in the craft, and uh, Jane and I on Bedrooms oh, and wait, just that covered lady it. from Empire Records. Yeah, she's also in Empire Records, and we decided uh, that she was, like, on Valium or something for the craft. Possibly. And I likened her to uh, that generation's, uh, the 90s Kristen Stewart. <laughs> so I'm really, really wow. hoping I'm not that so she fond proves of the me wrong and that's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but watch, rewatch the craft, and I, you no, will agree. I'm not going to rewatch the craft because my ex Timmy would make me watch it because he he thought he was a witch too. You know, nobody should watch the craft anymore. We're done with that part of our life. <laughs> well, yeah, it's okay. It's it's not. And Frizzabout, come on, and Rachel. Well, True. you're gonna watch you something. Only disagree 90s. because you and your friends watch that when you're like into Wiccan shit. Like this will be ash. It's so cool. But yeah, that's exactly you, what we said. Too. Yes, you know, I hate to defend you, you know, like every girl at that age thought the same goddamn thing. The divination scene in the cave, the tide kept coming, and every time they did it, because the spell's real. If it's fair, me anyway. and Adrian were part of the brotherhood of the traveling pants. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those pants fit all of us. It was miraculous. <laughs> Yeah, they were like really size sucked, 50. Though, after to do with Adrian that. sharded in them, and everybody else had to wear them. What? It, it actually just really kind of pooed on our weekend in. when we found out a Kandarian <laughs> demon took over there. <laughs> anyway, you could find Looking Glass uh, streaming for free. Oh. on uh Stars, Direct TV, or Amazon Prime with a subscription to Stars. <sighs> subscription so, yay, to fucking for not to Stars. Anyway, <laughs> Levitate like Cosmos! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Cage, <laughs> I could eat a page for hours. Please. <laughs>